Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Yo, welcome everybody to episode number 27 of the one and only Hog Talk podcast. I'm the host for Fridays, Ty Hudson from the Pig Trail Network YouTube channel. And of course, uh, with me is the co-host for the day, Mr. Jacob Davis. How you doing, sir? Man, it feels great to be on today. Just looking forward to talking a little bit of football during the off week and a lot of basketball. Oh my, you know, and it's weird because, and we brought this up. I think it was last week, Peck and I, when we covered for the Friday show, we had talked a lot about, you know, the transitioning from talking about football because of how things have gone. I mean, let's be real. Not, they've not been great. So we've been talking about getting ready to transition a little bit sooner than expected to basketball. And that doesn't mean we're going to abandon football by any means. We're still probably going to be majority football for sure. But it's, Well, once it, you start winning – it makes you uh, makes you start covering them a little bit more, <laughs> and that's it. Like but, we gotta we gotta cover the the, you know, when things are good, that's what we wanna we wanna cover. When things are bad, we're gonna cover it. You know, we're gonna right. But it, it's just like where the conversation leads us and what people are the most interested in. And obviously, right, right now, people are stoked about what Muscleman's doing. Exactly. Uh, the social media stuff has been awesome, and um, I like he's. It makes me want to throw a jersey on and go play. Although you know, I'd be, I'd be horrible. I could warm their bench up for them really well, but uh, definitely wouldn't be anything. Well, uh, you remember, <laughs> remember during the Beal in my era, he always had really good hype videos uh, for mm-hmm. f- the football teams on Saturdays. Yeah, and this this Morris staff really hasn't had the hype videos, but yeah. man, when anything Muss has put out and his staff has put out has been gold. That. It's- Barnhill Arena announcement was oh. amazing. We're going like, to talk I, about that. Oh yeah, I, I man, it makes me pumped up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to play for us. I want to fight for us. Are you? Are you going to come up here Saturday for that? I, you know, we haven't even talked about that. You know, there's two things in life that control you: death and taxes. Because mm. you know, death is going to happen, and you know, taxes have to be paid. Mm-hmm. And personal property taxes are coming up right now. And you know, even though the game's free, you got to travel a little bit and. And get up there. So we're probably not. Not this okay. year. Maybe next year. But yeah, I, I really want to go. I think my I think my sister-in-law and her boyfriend are going to go up though and and, and watch. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. They um, I, I hope they do this every year. I don't know if they I don't know if they've announced that they are or not. But I think they should. I think it's a good idea. Like I when I was a kid, that's I think I went to probably I know I did. I went to more basketball games than I did football and obviously you know you have more games in a year at a you know in a basketball season but right. I like 
I, I know the smell of Barnhill. Like walking in there, it's gonna take back. It's it's just gonna bring up so many memories. I plan on going. Hopefully, God willing, I'm gonna be able to make it. Um, yeah. And for those of you who are living under a rock, yes, they're gonna play at at a, a Barnhill this weekend, this Saturday night. Red white game. Yep, it's gonna be the red white scrimmage, and it's Team Nolan versus Team Sutton, right? Yes, Team Team Eddie is what they're actually calling. Team it. Eddie. Same same thing. Same thing. right. So we don't know, and, and I was I tried to reach out to some people that I know. I don't know if Nolan Richardson's like to what capacity he's going to be involved in all this. I don't see him coaching. Yeah, that would be I, cool though. Maybe like moral support for Team Nolan. I don't know, but um, that's going to be really cool to see him. To see him in that building, assuming he's able to make it, is going to be really neat. But again, I cannot wait to to walk into to Barnhill. It's just going to be a, a blast from the past. And I, if you guys are there. And you happen, and if I'm able to make it, and you see me, feel free to stop and say hi. Um, that happened at the scrimmage, the the spring scrimmage. I had a couple people, you know, talk to me and and recognize me from the podcast and from the YouTube channel. So as always, if you see any of us in public, feel free to shake our hands and tell us we do a okay job yep. <laughs> at this whole content creation stuff. Fantastic. And always, um, please feel free, guys, at the end of this to give us a rating as well. We, we've bumped up in ratings quite a bit, and, and feel free to leave us a written, uh, a written, whatever, little comment if you're over on the iTunes. Y'all, y'all are sweethearts. I'll say that. <laughs> mostly. And, and, yeah. Mostly men, but they're still sweethearts. Oh, well, I was going to say they're mostly five stars. I think we got one, we got one bad review, and, you know, it happens – um, but that's when you know you're doing well, when you at least get the haters coming out. That's okay. Or maybe we're just that bad. I don't know. But I, I certainly have fun doing it. So we've got the bye week coming up. Kentucky also has a bye week. We missed that on, on the last show, talking about this matchup, or the potential matchup here. I, I would say I, I wish Kentucky was playing, not just because of the clear advantage you have over getting an extra – week of preparation and and, mm-hmm. uh, and a chance to lick your wounds. But I, I would say I'd like to watch Kentucky and see what they look like this week, but obviously we can't. But uh, I really hope, I really hope this team comes out of this bye week a lot better than what we saw last year when they came out of their bye week and laid an egg. Um, I hope they get a better product on the field. Jacob, what do you think? Do you think we get something different? Do you think that this is a continuation of what we saw from the A&M game or is it, more of the same like what we saw a year ago you know kentucky is 0-3 right now i mean they're 0-3 just like us we both have the same record in conference and overall so i mean both of these teams are me fighting for their pretty much postseason lives early on in the season mm-hmm. uh starting with the sixth game of the year so you know you're you're hoping that arkansas finally turns turns the corner they had a good game against texas a&m like i said on on sunday but, I mean, it's a reoccurring thing every single year against A&M where Arkansas plays up to them. And it, if it, when it ends with a loss, it predicates, you know, whether, I mean, twice we've, we've gone on to have a pretty good season and the other six times that we played them, we've either had a losing record or subpar. Mm. So, I mean, you, you just don't know where you're at. The, the Texas A&M game... I don't think defines your season at all. I think it goes on later in the season. I think Kentucky, this is the one that defines you because you're either you're going to come away with the Texas A&M 
yeah. loss, feeling motivated to go out and continue to fight, to continue to get better, because it's imperative that this team wins six games, like I said a few weeks ago or a month ago or so, to keep the recruiting class together and to to not only keep this a close game, but to win a close game. Because, I mean, look, it's not, it'd be Chad Morris's first SEC win. It'd be his first SEC win on the road. It would be his first road win ever in, <laughs> in the SEC while at Arkansas. I mean, there's a lot of firsts hanging on with this Kentucky as Arkansas prepares for Kentucky. Look, the Arkansas is moving the ball within the 20s. If they can just get it right in the red zone, and th- this team could be be dangerous going down the stretch and maybe compete to get to a bowl game. We don't know yet. I mean, they're two and three, but they've shown flashes of, hey, they could be five and oh, or hey, they could be oh and five. I forgot I forgot which assistant it was, but they were talking to the media yesterday and he said that they were two plays from being four and one. And yeah. uh I wish I could remember who that was. I saw that actually this morning and I, I just didn't make a mental note of it, which I should have. But yeah, they, I don't I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, that it's two plays and they're four and one. Um to me it's there are there's such improvement in areas, it's just not it's not showing in the finished product. It's not right. showing on the scoreboard, which matters the most. And um, I, I, maybe they are a couple of plays, or maybe they're they're a couple of bad penalties away from from being, you know, having a, a little bit better record. It's just it feels like more of the same. We haven't seen them take that significant step yet. We've talked about that. We've kind of feel like a broken record at this point. But yeah. you said a minute ago about keeping this recruiting class together. It's funny you mentioned that. The Tennessee three out of Whitehaven, Memphis, uh, Bryson Eason, McDonald, and Martavius French, the current Razorback commitment, are all three going on an official visit together to Tennessee this weekend. So that's something to to keep note of. Uh, French did, in fact, erase Arkansas commit from his social media profile. And I know some people say, well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, I'm here to tell you these little things can actually be very telling. Um, I've, I've seen this a couple of times before where a player starts removing all their, their Arkansas pictures and profile pictures, and uh, all of a sudden they stop tweeting about Arkansas and retweeting Arkansas players to just nothing at all. And I'm not saying that he's going to decommit for sure. That's been a conversation we've been having in our Discord. By the way, if you guys haven't already, feel free to join our Discord. We just ask us either on social media or somewhere, maybe in the DMs. If you want to join, we'll send you a link. But um, so that's just something to keep keep uh, keep an eye on for those three. Although I, I I said two weeks ago, I felt like Bryson Easton was a hog. This is a a very not good thing you want to hear about. You just hope that maybe they they all three go. It's more of the same for them, and maybe they just keep the Arkansas recruiting yeah. side of things open. So. I think Arkansas needs to offer to Marion McDonald, to be honest. They haven't yet. Yeah. There's no committable offer there. And I, I think I think if Arkansas offers to Marion, mm-hmm. that will open the floodgates and Easton will commit as well. But, I mean, I just don't know. We Maybe. know that earlier on in the year, had they offered McDonald, they would have I – mean, this is from everybody who – as far as I know, this is everyone who actually gets paid to cover recruiting – had they offered all three of these guys, there's a very, very good chance that all three of them would be committed to Arkansas right Absolutely. now. The problem, I think McDonald's. You, the problem with Mc, 
McDonald, right? The problem you have with McDonald, there's some big time off the field issues. Yeah. There's a worry, and I hate to use this term when you're talking about kids, but I'm sorry, it's something we just have to say. There's a worry that he could be a potential I'll, I'll say this, problematic in the in the locker room with McDonald. I, I can't, you know, obviously we don't know personally. That's just what's been kind of echoed to us and, and to myself multiple times from multiple people. And I, there's a reason why he doesn't have a whole list of SEC or Power 5 offers. He does have, you know, he's currently committed to Mississippi State, and they're willing to roll the dice. I mean, you look at the yes. state of that program, they're also starting to fall back. You could argue Arkansas is definitely behind Mississippi State currently, but they're – you can tell their recruiting is winding down. Things are not heading in the right direction since Mullen has left for Florida. So they're going to take whatever they can get. Um, I So I see why they have it. And that's an ongoing discussion we've had with people across the board, across social media. Why it didn't they offer McDonald earlier? What's the holdup? That's what right. it is. There's some off-the-field stuff. There's more to it. I can't go into it here. Um, but there's definitely more to it. So, But maybe they will. That doesn't mean that they won't. If they get desperate enough, and listen, I'm with you. The linebacker position is problematic. They have it's hist- been that way. It has the, historically. I can't even remember the last like highly sought after recruit. Maybe Otha Peters at linebacker. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. Uh, uh, Brooks Ellis, eh, kinda. You know, he had some. I think if I remember right, he had a, he had several other power fives. Um, but other than that, like, I can't remember, and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. We're going to get called out. We're going to get angry emails. How could you forget about so-and-so? Well, no, but don't forget about Bumper. Bumper's pretty good. Yeah. Scooter had an offer. Zach Zymos, Zach Zymos there towards the end of his recruiting, he, he, he garnered a little bit of attention, but I'm with you. I'm almost at the point where it's like, you know what? Maybe you should just roll the dice with McDonald and pick up both Eason and, and French because they are so freaking thin at linebacker what are they going to do next year what are the answers because i don't oh, have man i don't either because you're going to lose scuda you've already lost two in the graduate transfer portal or just transfer portal anyway mm-hmm. uh during the off season so i mean you're you're struggling at linebacker to to even get guys out there yeah i mean chief already is having to go to a four two five defense because he's already lacking the the talent at linebacker and even <laughs> spots at linebacker. I'm so, I'm so happy you brought that up. <coughs> Excuse me. The, uh, yeah, that tells you how big of an effect this is having on the yeah. defense. It's when you're having to change your scheme. Uh, he didn't run a whole lot of four two five at LSU and A and M. No, never. that wasn't his scheme. You're having to scheme out of the issues you're having at linebacker. And imagine if you didn't have bumper pull this year, you know, well, you'd be relying on, I'm sorry, you'd be relying on former walk-ons and, and guys that weren't exactly celebrated coming out of high school. I know sometimes that doesn't mean much, but a lot of times it does. And uh, that's what you'd be relying on. Bumper pull, thank yeah. God. I mean, that guy is flying around the field. I think he's fourth, I believe, in total tackles on the defense. Our boy Carl is, is uh, did I read that right? Is he second in tackles? I think you read that. I think I, I think so, and he's leading the team. He's he's having a phenomenal season. I mean, he's blowing up. I mean, his 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 stat sheet is. I mean, let's be real. His stat sheet is very first round ish in the NFL draft. I'm not saying that's what he where he goes, but he's having a hell of a year. But yeah, uh, going back to the Kentucky preparation or the bye week, the things that they need to get right. 
it's all about bounce back. It's all about how they respond to A&M. Obviously, we're going to go into a further and a deeper uh, Kentucky breakdown sometime next week. I'm, I'm assuming either, uh, I guess, our Thursday show or we might go yeah, into Yeah, next Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next Thursday. We'll, be, we'll know what everything we need to know about next Thursday. Okay. It's true. We'll have a better list, too, of, of who's healthy. And, and uh, hopefully there's no recruiting updates at that point that are <laughs> – <laughs> that involved the uh, the Whitehaven kids. Hopefully, there's no update. But so, well, it's one more thing on that. Yeah. though. Tennessee. I mean, they're as bad as us. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, they are. I mean, besides being a home state kid, Tennessee's really never worried about their home state because they've hardly ever produced any high major kids. Anyway, they. I mean, back in the day, Tennessee recruited. Maybe regionally, but they were pretty. They were they were able to get guys nationally back when they were good. That's what's killing Tennessee right now. And so that they're they know they're about to lose three three guys that are stars, and then you have several in the Memphis area that could be stars in this class, and they're going to lose them all. Yeah. Well, according to their twenty four seven rankings, three. according to their twenty four seven rankings, they have. Uh, they got a lot of three stars. Like they, yeah. they as far as talent, they probably I don't even know triple Arkansas in total talent. But you know, the top of their their pool, the, their top ten they have this year. Again, this is according to twenty four seven Sports. They have nine four stars out of their out of their top ten. And then the the safety uh, Antonio Stevens, who's currently committed to Purdue, six two hundred eighty five pounds. Uh, he's ranked nationally at six thirty nine. But they do have some talent this year. Coming yeah. out of that class, but if you look like it looks like they could finish maybe five out of ten, you know, out of their yeah. top ten players. So exactly, That's what they're I'm um, they're struggling to 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 keep their kids in state. And then you look at Trey Knox, you look at who Arkansas has been able to walk in to a key recruiting area in the state of Tennessee and walk out with. I mean, let's not forget they've right. got Darren Turner. Yeah, who, exactly. And he's their state's number one offensive player in the entire state of Tennessee. Six yeah. three. 210 pounds, nationally ranked top 200 kid. Arkansas's walked in. As far as I know, he's a solid commit. He's not going anywhere. Now, that could change. We know these are 16, 17, and 18-year-old kids. Anything can happen at any moment in any given time. But uh, Darren Turner you've got, and I and I, I still feel pretty good about some of the other prospects they have coming out of the state, but uh, out, of the, uh, out, of, out of Tennessee. But they, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend nonetheless. They're going to have to keep a real – Good yeah. eye on, on, uh, on recruiting. As far as I know, he's not scrubbed as a commitment. Talking about French, he's French. still committed. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, there's no, um, there's no urgency from the staff, and there's nothing else, you know. So we'll see if that changes next week. Yeah, yeah. So basketball. Yeah, Barnhill mm-hmm. Arena. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Team Sutton and Team Nolan. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try and go the, uh, unfortunately there was speaking of recruiting, there was some bad news for, for, uh, basketball. Um, but the, uh, uh, 2020 top 35 ranked player in the country, Kyrie Walker, six, five, uh, is not going to be, he's, he's the kid out of uh, Phoenix out of Hillcrest prep will not be able to make the visit this weekend. His official visit, 
supposedly his parents said they're still looking forward to coming up, but there's not a given time to make up for their OV for their official visit. Unfortunately though, that's a pretty big, it's not a huge blow because there's, there sounds like they're going to still try and make the trip. What do you think, Jacob, is it better that maybe a high school kid who has no idea about the Razorback traditions, who has no idea what Barnhill means to a fan base, would you rather him be at Barnhill or would you rather him be at Bud Walton? I'd rather him be at Bud Walton during the season. I want him to see the rabid fan base because I think if Arkansas starts winning right away, but we got to remember, I mean, you're only going to have nine nine players this year uh, in a rotation, which isn't too bad. You just hope that Arkansas has a good enough season to show Kyrie Walker, hey, you can come in right away and we're basically going to have the same team, add in a couple of transfers and that are key and we're going to be going. We're going to we're going to take off. I think that's yeah. what I think that's what Kyrie and I think Arkansas is wanting to see out of Kyrie. And let's not let's not forget the importance of the recruitment of Kyrie Walker. He was Musselman's first offer at Arkansas. I mean, he was pursuing him hard at Nevada before he left to come to Arkansas. Then he that was his first offer, and then he offered his teammate. I think his last name is Terry. He's also in the top twenty-five ranked players in the country. Uh, I mean, he offered him too. I mean, those are his first two offers coming to Arkansas, and and you know that Kyrie's important. And then yeah. we went along thinking, oh, he's going to commit to Arizona after all, or Arizona State. And then you, then about a couple of weeks later, oh, well, now he's going to China to play ball and, uh, this year. Skip his senior yeah. year, go play pro in China. That went off after his dad said it's not true. And now here we are. And he said an official visit about two weeks ago, and now they're not going to make it this week. So you, you really hope that the – uh, reoccurrent cancellations of official visits aren't concerning, but they do kind of concern me a little bit. But I wanted I wanted to see during the regular season against a team and conference or a non-conference team just to see what's really going on because you can only take away so much during a scrimmage. I think what they're wanting to catch is uh, what does my son have uh, have to offer you, and what do you guys have to offer my son? I think exactly. it's a lot of what they're wanting to see out of Arkansas this weekend if he had come. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, I, I don't feel very good. And, and this this comes from just the people that I talked to. And even before that, yeah. I don't feel real good about them getting McBride. I don't I don't feel too good about uh, – or excuse me, not McBride. I meant uh, uh, Moses Moody. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. More I don't feel too good about. But then when you look at McBride and Davis, I think they should get – they should get both those guys, and like you mentioned, Arkansas did get a. Uh, we didn't even talk about the commitment, did we? The Razorback basketball commitment. No, Arkansas. the twenty twenty one guy. Yeah. Man, oh, how did we miss that? Hunted and prep. Well, I think we, I think we knew about it Sunday after the podcast had recorded. I think I is think, when it came out. I think you're right. Yeah, Duncan Powell, out of uh, Huntington, West Virginia, six foot eight. Actually, I've been told he's closer to six nine. I don't know if that's true, but six six eight, two hundred pounds, four star. Top 30 player at the at the power forward position. Top five player out of West Virginia. He's nationally ranked at 163. Duncan Powell is a pretty pretty solid commit. And again, I think outside of him for the for for uh, well, that's 2021. Uh, but you know, we'll have to take a look at 2021 another time. But for the 2020 class, uh, 
you know, I, 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 for people who want more in Moody, I'm going to tell you, I think your odds are not great. But yeah. McBride and Davis, I feel like they've got a real good shot at. Right. So yeah. basketball recruiting, you know, it's it's been up and down. You and I mentioned that we talk we talk before the recording, and sometimes I forget what we did and didn't mention on the show. But um, recruiting's been it's been wobbly but it's been good and when you look at the transfers it's kind of hard to look at Musselman and go well he can't recruit well there's got to be a level of recruiting that goes on when you're when you're getting transfers in yes and you have to sell the program you're still selling yourself in the program your staff the fans it's still recruiting it's just not out of the high school rank um I do have really quick I was sent the list of uh, of who's on Team Nolan and who's on Team Eddie. If we want to, okay, yeah, throw sure. that out there really quick. Let's, let's share it. Yeah, share it. Team Nolan is going to be Desi Sills, Jalen Harris, Ty Stevens, Mason Jones. Um, I can never pronounce that guy's name. Uh, ba- Baby Ayola, Reggie Cheney, and Gentel Sila. You remember Sila, the transfer? Oh yeah, I like him. Uh, T- though, yeah, yeah. He's a transfer, right? Yes. Uh, the other guy that you had. Uh, a tough time pronouncing. I think he was a transfer as well. Yeah, ba- baby Ayoyola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be fun to start saying. I-, I love it. Yeah, so that's Team Nolan. Team Eddie is going to be Isaiah Joe, Adriel Bailey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, JT, JD Note, Amika, and here's another tough one, uh, Abokwelu, Connor Vanover, Ethan Henderson, and Jimmy Witt. I'm going to take, t- I'm taking Team Eddie by like 30. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not even fair. Isaiah Joe, Adriel Bailey, and I've heard some really good stuff. I've heard that Vanover's got an actually surprisingly good outside shot. So so, so is Team Eddie, are they going to use that really slow basketball that is played in Eddie's system that that is just boring now? I wonder if it's going to be that slow I don't know. Or or is it going to be like Nolan and they're going to get in your face uh, on Team Nolan? That it, <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, I'm just playing. It's not going to be like that. I'm sure that, that's just you know they're showing team names for to to uh, represent the past and and mm-hmm. all that as Barney Hill. But it'd be cool to uh, have a couple of plays that were a couple of plays like Eddie's offenses ran or defenses ran and same way with Nolan. Probably not going to be that way, but. That'd be cool. It'd be fun to try and emulate emulate yeah. their style and, and their yeah. uh, their type of their type of basketball. That'd be cool. Um, but they've been doing a lot of that though under under Hunter Yurchak. A lot of throwback, you know, a yeah. lot of uh, with the throwback unis with the Razorback football team, and then you've got Nolan's name going to be on the on the court finally inside yes. Bud Walton Arena. I'm sorry, but I'm a part of the this should have happened years ago team, but I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I'll, I, I still, if you want my opinion, I know he left under, you know, rocky circumstances, but I still think you ought to have a, 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 a statue outside of Bud Walton. If you want my opinion, absolutely, I mean, he deserves but, it. He deserves I mean, it. what he did for the basketball program. And it's not like it's, you know, people forget before Nolan Sutton was a big deal Absolutely, and they were on the map, but Nolan took them to a whole other level, you know, back to back final fours. And he took him to a Final Four. What what was that? Eighty nine, and then yes, ninety four, eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, yeah. Because he uh, he had a really good team with uh, Mayday and Big O. Oh gosh, and, Oliver Miller, Todd Day, Lee yes. Mayberry. Oh my goodness, that was a really good team. And then he uh, two years later he got uh, he went to the Final Four, and I think he went to the Sweet Sixteen. Brought on 
what was it, Big Nasty the next year, and they went to the Final Four, and then they win the championship the next year or something like that. Yeah. It was a really, really good couple of seasons uh, I mean, in a row for, the, for a decade ever. or so. It's, it's, it's close. I would argue that the baseball program is kind of emulating – what basketball did during the Nolan era, during the you know the yes. late '80s into the mid and late '90s, where they're just making right. the uh, the College World Series year after year after year, but they need to uh, they need to win it all. And you know, before we start comparing Dave Van Horn to the likes of Nolan, and I know I just struck a chord with like a lot of people saying that, but I think there's a real argument to be made that Nolan Richardson and Dave Van Horn are the two most successful Arkansas head coaches, yeah. you know, in the last hey. forty years. It's harder to win baseball and basketball national championships than it is a football national championship. I think I think it's hard because you have to go. I mean, you have to go through a lot of teams in the NCAA tournaments, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, in in football too, to get there. I mean, usually it's the top. There's about four to eight teams that are your standard in football. But yep. man, basketball and baseball, there's a lot of talent on on every team, especially baseball. And one loss, you're out. Like, it's, yeah, you're done in postseason yeah. with uh, with basketball and, and football. The way it's set up, and the way it's designed, that's a whole podcast. But the way the playoff system is just absolutely, in my opinion, it's ruined postseason college football. I'm just not a fan of it. Until they expand the playoff, it needs to expand. I'm all for it, but it needs to expand. Having yeah. four teams, it's like they've cut the head off the rest of. Uh, the rest right. of college football. It's just not as fun yeah. postseason play. So I think that's going to do it, Peck. Yeah. Or Peck, I'm sorry. Jacob, um, is there anything else you have left to say to, to the crowd? Well, or? you know, before we get off, okay. I do want to say there are some really good, talented players at, in the state of Arkansas. I've never seen so many top 100 basketball players oh, okay. come out of the state like the 2020 class. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I'm going to leave on. You've got K.K. Robinson out of Bryant. He's number 72. Devontae Davis, right down the road in Jacksonville, number 98. Let's see here. Moses Moody, he's number 42. He's originally out of Arkansas, but he's number 42. This is all according to 24-7 Sports. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I think there's Jalen Williams in there somewhere. I'm scrolling through. Oh, there's Chris Moore. He's 125, but he would be a solid player if Arkansas were to get him. And then Jalen Williams, number 69, out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. So many good, talented basketball players in this class. You can't sign them all, but man, you got to get a few of them. Do uh, we know? Do we know how many scholarships they they have available? That so they you've lost. You're, you're going to lose Adrio Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think there was a. There's a couple of seniors that transferred in, Gentil Silla, and there was another another guy that transferred in. I think only has one year of eligibility remaining, too. So I think there's three or four scholarships there up for grabs. Okay. So, so I think once you get in the season, there's going to be several uh, players that. So we don't enjoy. we don't have the exact number. But I don't have the exact number right now. But I but think, what, from what I've understood from a couple of people, it's three or four. Okay. Well, and then the 2021 class, too, as of right now, 24-7 Sports says they've got two ranked players. Jalen, uh, out of your neck of the woods, Jalen Ricks yeah. out of Sherwood, Arkansas. He's ranked uh, he's at 
top 102 player in the country. Yeah. Um, 6'4", 170. He's a four-star. And then out of Mariana, uh, Teran Williams, 6'4", 170. Almost the exact same yeah. guy here. But yeah. He's a yeah. three-star. And he's also ranked in the national top 250. Yes. There are a lot of good talent. A lot of good talent. They're rocking and rolling in something in sports. It's I wish football, although basketball's still lacking, obviously compared to some of the neighboring states. But it's good that they at least have a year where they've got a really good crop of talent. I wish football would. Could you? I mean, could you imagine even just having like the Tennessee numbers? You know, just, just. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're top heavy like we are, but they've got so many D one players in that state this year and. I kind of wish Arkansas would, would, uh, you know, nothing you can do about it. We don't have any control over that, but it'd be really cool if they had a higher population, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how you control that. You know, it it just is what it is, you know, but they're lucky to put out 12, maybe, well, actually probably 10 D1 worthy players. Right. Or or power five, excuse me, power five, and then maybe like 15 division one players a year. I, I wish that number was bigger, but it's not, but maybe one day that'll change. So, anyways, that is it for this episode, episode number 27 of the Hog Talk Podcast. As always, we're powered by the Yellow Jacket Drive-In. We want to say thank you guys so much. Please don't forget to leave us a review and the star power, all that good stuff. And uh, for myself and Mr. Jacob Scott Davis. See you guys. We will see you guys on the next podcast. Go Hogs. Teams are torn this boy apart Like a neon dream It just don't know me The bars in this guitar And long neck eyes Cold beer never broke my heart Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.